The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. Rainmaker FM. And welcome back to The Writer Files. I am still your host, Kelton Reed, here to take you on another tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of renowned writers. And this week, writer, literary scholar, publishing consultant, and co-author of the internationally acclaimed book, The Bestseller Code, Jody Archer, returned one year later to chat with me about the book's runaway success, turning the algorithm into an innovative consulting service for writers, her own writer's journey, and one very unexpected turn for the host of this show. Before getting her PhD from Stanford, Ms. Archer studied English at Cambridge, worked in journalism and TV, and was an acquisitions editor for Penguin UK Publishing. At Stanford, Jody taught writing and research both contemporary fiction and bestsellers, and on completion of her doctoral work, she was recruited by Apple, where she was the lead in research on books. The Bestseller Code is based on Jody's doctoral research with Professor Matthew Jockers, co-founder of the cutting-edge Stanford Literary Lab, an algorithm they honed for four years and refined by text mining over 20,000 contemporary novels using around 300,000 data points. The Guardian predicted that the book would revolutionize the publishing industry because the technology could predict bestsellers 80% of the time based on theme, plot, character, and many other signatures. The authors were, of course, hounded by writers from all over the world to help them with their manuscripts. And finally, following their breakthrough research, Jody and Matt have founded a unique book consulting service for authors, publishers, and agents based on the algorithm in the bestseller code. Beginning in December 1st, 2017, ourchurchjockers.com will offer three tiers of service to authors. In part one of this file, Jody and I discuss how writers from around the world convince the authors to do consulting services, the innovation behind the anticipated Archer Jockers service for novelists, how to find your best-selling moment with integrity, the power of good press, great agents, and selling the international rights to your book, Jody's own multi-genre writing projects in the works, and how yours truly took a leap of faith and became a beta tester for the service cliffhanger pending. The Writer Files is brought to you by the all-new Studio Press Sites, a turnkey solution that combines the ease of an all-in-one website builder with the flexible power of WordPress. 
It's perfect for authors, bloggers, podcasters, and affiliate marketers, as well as those selling physical products, digital downloads, and membership programs. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 200,000 website owners trust StudioPress. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. And if you're a fan of the writer files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. All right. Welcome back to the Writer Files. We are rolling today uh, with a special edition of the show where we have a an author make a return visit to catch us up on what's been going on. And today we are lucky enough to have the author of the bestseller code, Anatomy of the Blockbuster Novel is the subtitle of that one. Jody Archer returns. Thank you so much for uh, popping on to wrap with us, Jody. Hi, Kelton. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> you had some very um, kind words. That, uh, we were chatting a little bit. And you were catching me up on what you've been up to. And it's all really exciting stuff, um, but I'm excited to have you back on. And I'm sure that uh, writers will be excited to, to learn what you've been up to. So, yeah, uh, if you don't remember, Jody is a literary scholar. Uh, she's been a publishing consultant. She's worked in publishing and co-authored this great book, The Bestseller Code, with uh, Matthew Jockers, her cohort there. And yeah, she's been doing a lot of stuff. So maybe, Jody, you want to just kind of catch us up on what happened since the last time we talked? Because I know I, the way I kind of left it was, you know, uh, I understand that that a lot of writers have been reaching out to you uh, for help and you hadn't yet come up with a kind of a plan for the bestseller code, but I know that you've been very busy. You had quite a bit of success. You've been doing some international uh, business as well. So uh, maybe just kind of bring us up to speed since since the last time we talked, which is about a year ago now. Um, with the bestseller code side, we I think we when we talked, we just released it in in hardback, and uh, we we talked about the writing process and that um, it wasn't really a how to book for authors. Um, and yet, since we spoke, um, many 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 authors internationally have written to Matt and I and said, actually, even though you didn't intend it to be that, it, this book has helped me so much and I've got an agent now or I understand my plot better now or I'm now getting published so can you please consider yourselves a bit more seriously as people who can help writers um you know we we wrote from the perspective of prediction and and uh uh why people read and and never really claimed like this is how to write a book but um we look back at they are model um, because of the request of authors and said, okay, how do we bring it to writers in a way that they can understand? Um, I don't know if you remember, but we, we have 280,000 data points in the algorithm and, and we look carefully at almost 3,000. So that's a lot to try and just give. People would say, can you just give me the algorithm? But <laughs> giving them the 3,000 relevant points of data without the training, without belittling them I mean that, that Matt has a PhD on that side and I, I, I you know and, and, and my years of experience in lecturing and I have the, have the training in the contemporary fiction and we thought how how do we do this we, we really want to help people yeah. and respond to this enthusiasm so um in our we Matt and I still do work apart but now work together with a bestseller code um which we just released in paperback in the U.S. last week we we thought okay how we need to, we've started something and it's our responsibility to meet the 
demand. And um, we are about to launch a service that will, we hope, serve authors in the best way that we are capable of. And that will come out, um, I, I think, within the next month, actually. That is pretty exciting. So this service, it sounds like um, you will uh, have writers send their manuscripts to you and then you will kind of consult and give them what author reports some consulting yeah if you've got yours we're ready um yeah we, uh, <laughs> we keep speaking we keep people who interview us keep saying i've got i've got a manuscript can you look at it but uh <laughs> that, that's that's essentially it that um as we're perceiving it right now and we will take feedback i'm sure from authors along the way so that we can do the best job that we we possibly can we would um have a, an author send us a manuscript, we'll run it on the algorithm, we'll send them a, a report that will, at the level it would make sense to somebody who obviously hasn't been in the background and they'll be able to look at it and at least engage some of the top level information, think of some questions, understand it in relation to you know, their current literary baby and, and then they'll have an hour with one or other of us on the phone, likely over Skype. Uh, we both like face-to-face if we can um, do it, but obviously he, Matt's in America right now in, in Nebraska. I'm in the UK currently, and we'll talk on Skype and guide them through what the algorithm has had to say and talk about their book. Um, and we also want to take time to human read um, some of each manuscript that we work on and we'll combine our human reading and machine reading to try and help authors improve their work and get it towards publication. That's really amazing. And it sounds like um, an invaluable service that I'm certain uh, you will want to clone yourself because you'll probably, <laughs> yes, they're going to be knocking your your door down. That's the, yeah, that, that's the one thing. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I think if I'm, you know, being totally honest, uh, that's, been the question mark for both of us over the last year. Matt is now, he's a dean at Nebraska University, which is a very um, full-time job, and he, he, he can get a day a week to to do this work. Um, and I, I'm still writing in lots of different areas, and um, so I, we can, I can contribute sometime. Um, we're not sure if we're going to be inundated or what, what's going to happen, and, and, and this – we know we can offer a great service. We've tried it out and we've helped authors, but we we don't know if if in within a few weeks we'll think, oh my goodness, we need a staff or, <laughs> or what's. We just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and yet we're both fairly committed, if we can, to helping authors face to face ourselves because it's hard to give the level of knowledge to a staff. People who are in business say, just hire a staff and train them, but. It's hard when we've been working on this for you know, seven, eight years now to transmit that in a kind of training room session. Yeah. So um, who knows, Kel, next time we talk, I, what I don't know right now <laughs> what I'm going to say to you, but yeah. you know what could be coming. I don't know. Yeah, well, we will uh, absolutely link to the service. And are, are you planning to uh, host that interface on archerjockers.com? I think that we probably will do to start with, yes. Um, Matt sent me an email today um, trying to understand things that, I don't know, we were never meant to understand, like like I don't, how we do an e-commerce and how we yeah. arrange that authors can make make it easy for themselves to have us. Do, you know, that is going on right now between us. And 
we have had um, lots and lots of people offer us investment, and uh, I mean in, into many, many figures to bring this to the public. But and we have done, I, I, I would just say, many interviews in the past year and, and, and meetings with people who wanted to throw money at that kind of thing. But we've decided ultimately to keep it between the two of us and keep hold of the process and keep the integrity in, in what we can offer. And we just hope that people are a little bit patient with whether our website is um, as singing as it might be if it had been taken over by big venture capitalists. We're getting there. I'm saying we're a week away or two weeks away, but no more. Excellent. Excellent. So are we calling this, uh, does it have a name? Best-selling consulting or? Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. We, we, we just might just cause it manuscript analysis. Um, it's, it's not, that's probably not as sexy we could do with some recommendations, um, as it could be, but, um, that we, we are calling it that because we're keen to put the emphasis that we're dealing with manuscripts. We also might deal with um, published books. You know, if you're an author who has published, say, 12 novels and some have been successful and others hasn't and you want to say hey I'm going to write you and I'm going to give you all 12 and tell me what you can do to show me my what's what's my best-selling moment why how come three have been bestsellers or three have been successful on some level and the others haven't we can help tease that out understand it um so while many authors will come with their first or second or third book in manuscript others might come with it published and we're really just feeling that out at the moment. It's early days, but um, we're ready to go more or less. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction, and in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Yeah. I mean, I know part of your mission has been to kind of help 
um, you know, authors that might not have access to, you know, like New York um, publishing contacts or, uh, you know, hadn't written a book before, you know, uh, kind of break, break through by understanding why these books do as well as they do. But it's, um, it's pretty exciting. And I'm sure that you will have both, yeah, the best-selling author who wants to know why his last one didn't do as well. And also the, uh, the novice who, who wants to have that first breakthrough hit. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. And we have used the, uh, the algorithm as it's, it's data with a couple of people along the way as we've been bringing it to market uh, who, in, in different areas. And they have um, been really successful and given us really strong feedback. It's, it's important to Matt and I that um, this is a service that has a lot of integrity because um, frankly, we, I, I write more or less full time and he is a dean full time and neither of us, um, if I can be honest, have a, have a huge commercial that, that we must do this to make our lives work yeah. imperative. And yet the feedback has been so strong that we feel like a sort of, um, happy obligation to try and help writers or, or keep in the discussion with writers and hear what they have to say and, you know that that's just where we're at which whether a writer is a novice or or a professional as you say uh, maybe some of your own people you've interviewed we talk to we just like talking sure. about books like you we just enjoy talking about books and we want to keep the written word alive yeah yeah it's very exciting you know i mean because there was quite a bit of chatter i think when the book first came out um and you've had so much success since then about you know kind of the re coming revolution and publishing and and you know how how something like big data could really steer the ship one way or the other have you had some feedback from kind of industry insiders at all or any any blowback from from folks um kind of on the other side of the transom um we had a lot um a lot of press uh, which is Hey, anyone, you know, you write the writer files, anybody that's a writer, uh, press is always good press. It's a cliche, and I, I didn't know it until we published this book. But what I mean is um, whether people were giving what you say blowback or intelligent, kind of thoughtful, not sure discussion or high praise, it didn't matter. What you realize when you've written a, a book like this is that you've put an idea out there and for Matt and I, this was an idea that we wanted to discuss. We weren't always sure. We became more sure. For the press and commentators, it's been the same thing. It was sorry, it was an idea that they wanted to discuss. Um, they weren't always sure, but the 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 commentary is on the whole been really, I would say, intelligent. And we've been really blessed and grateful for that. We've had everyone from the New Yorker to the Guardian in the UK written several pieces about us to. Um, people on YouTube holding the book up and filming themselves raving about it. And and that level of commentary we have just taken as, hey, this idea that we had and we hashed out at Stanford, people also want to be involved in the discussion of it. And that discussion goes on. So, yeah, there's been some people who have said, no, I, I don't want this in my humanity sphere and there have been other really people who have been so keen and have criticized us because we didn't go far enough or as dorky enough as some might say or as geeky enough in explaining the algorithm and everything in between and and the the takeaway is really that 
this is a ripe discussion. You know, what success in the arts is worth discussing. Uh, mass market fiction is worth discussing. Um, multi-million dollar book deals are worth discussing. And um, we're just happy to be a part of that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the book has had a great impact and, and quite a bit of success. I think you ex- explained um, at the beginning uh, of the show, or at least before we started rolling, that you had um, kind of uh, done a lot of interviews. You'd been traveling. Um, you sold the international rights. You know, That's uh, right. Yeah. So um, do you want to get a little bit into that kind of process for listeners who um, maybe haven't or haven't experienced that that uh, level of su- success post publishing a, a nonfiction. Um, yeah, um, Matt and I were lucky in the fact that we're um, well agented in New York by we're agented by Trident, and uh, the process for those who are interested, it being a first book together with inter- you know international rights, is that um, we sold in the US and the UK and then actually as the book went to print or was closer to that and and the hardback had hit and got some first reviews that's when the um, international publishers who would have to invest in international translation came forward with their deal so other people are going through it you might have to wait a little bit from what we experienced but we eventually got an audio offer um, which was great for us. We didn't know that it was going to be a book that would translate to audio readily, but we we got a good audio offer. And then we sold um, in Russia and the Czech Republic and complex Chinese rights, and then Japan. Um, And then the countries I thought would be more obvious, France, Germany, they they came in a bit later. It started further afield for us, um, Brazil. uh, And... It was a, uh, I think, a ripple effect based on the press. So the more press commentary we had and more discussion, the more those international markets were willing to come in and um, front translation fees and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's been interesting to watch and learn from. Yeah, so since then, uh, and it's been about a year, you have been uh quite busy yourself doing some other writing projects can you do you want to fill us in a little bit on how you've been keeping yourself busy um yeah well for a start i moved back to england i had been in the u.s for 10 years and it was definitely kept me busy to move back to the uk uh i am sort of had become half american green card holder and i'm just uh, transitioning back into being on british soil and uh just walked across the country and i'm thinking of putting that into a book. So hmm. something about that been going on in my life. Um, on, on the writing desk side, um, a few interesting projects. I was offered some things following um, the book with Matt that were to do with co-authoring in a different way, um, to selling the story or t- telling the story of researching. And I'm releasing two um fairly soon one is with a a wonderful um ya author who is writing a book with me um called dancer and it's a story about how she as a 12 year old got into the um, russian ballet school world and what has happened since and i'm just doing the final edits of that this week and uh, i mean for for a young adult memoir i find it an incredibly powerful 
piece of writing about mm. that dancing world and and the dark side to it. And she's um, her own voice is very unashamed about the, the the dark side to being that successful in in so many the, the athletic side of success and the emotional side and and all of that. So I've been working on that. And then there's another book. Um, which I'm coming to the end of the first draft of that will be published next year with a company in Bend, Oregon called Hum Kombucha, hmm. um, which, and they asked me to come and observe them for a while and write the book of their story. And it's, it's not a book that I would have thought I would have taken on in nonfiction, but I went and watched them and I just couldn't resist, um, them, these amazing people that started this company just around a dinner table one night. What should we do? Let's start a company. How have you tasted this tea? Well, wow, what is this? I could sell this to the whole world. And kombucha being a probiotic tea that most <laughs> people don't know about. They're now a multi-million dollar company and are doing enormously well. Two women started a business and they just run the company based on their way of doing it, which is different from any company policy I, I have ever experienced. So I'm writing their book and I'm also working in fiction and all over the shop. So I, I'm really, really happy to have a book life that's both personal some days and then very connected with other people's lives other days. That's really, really inspiring. Um, I will admit that I enjoy kombucha. I know it's an acquired, oh, yeah? an acquired taste, but uh, there is quite a bit out there on the market here. I mean, I live in Denver, Colorado, and you can find probably two dozen brands on the uh on the shelf at a at a whole foods here you're right so i i was the same when when i was contacted it was via someone else that i'd worked with do you want to take on this this potential project of being the the author that works with this business and i i was like no i'm working on it you know, i'm working on a fiction series not really and then they called me can you just try the drink and 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 <laughs> i am i am not such a yogury yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it should be in theory. I meditate and those other things, and uh, but I'm not that. There's a certain look, right? Someone, a woman who walks out of the of the gym with a yoga mat and those things, and she's drinking a kombucha. And when I lived in San Francisco, where I lived for a long time, it was like a clique thing to drink kombucha. And so I went and I thought, oh, I, while I like those people, it's not really me. What what do I do? And they gave me it, and their it, their their brand is called is called Hum. And uh, they started kombucha mama, it, and it's the only one I could stomach. I, it's not vinegary, so I love the taste. And then they told me their personal story, and I loved that. And um, I was seduced. So I think you can get it in Colorado. Try one. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm not being paid to say that. I just, <laughs> it, I just found it with the best. You know, that I was, um, I was really compelled to be involved in telling their story. Um, and, I, and I'm really enjoying working with them. And uh, drinking kombucha. Hey there, I just wanted to take a quick moment for an important announcement for the professional writers out there in the audience. Copyblogger has a list of recommended certified content marketers. It's uh, where people look to hire an excellent professional writer who understands content strategy. And if you'd like to join that list of writers, you can visit copyblogger.com slash get certification to sign up for their wait list and get all the details on when that program reopens again very soon. Making a living as a writer isn't easy. Now, obviously, finding clients, managing your business as a business, and positioning yourself to rise above that pennies per word freelance treadmill can be a grind. 
The certification program exists to reward good writers with more clients, more revenue, more stability, and more respect. If you're a writer and you want to turn yourself into a valued content strategist, if you're a writer and you just want support and advice on reaching your professional goals, if you're a writer and you want to find better clients and belong to a prestigious list of recommended writers, then you want to get Copyblogger certified. You can add your email address to that waitlist at copyblogger.com slash get certification. Get all the details before that program reopens to the public. That's copyblogger.com slash get certification. Well, I'm sure listeners are going to want us to circle back to um, the bestseller code and the bestseller consultancy that you and Matthew Jockers are in the works on. Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, we will link to that and put the information into the uh onto the podcast page so that writers can seek that out. So I guess coming full circle, since you are a fiction author, is is the um, consulting uh, and manuscript um, review that you and, and Matthew are going to be doing geared specifically to fiction? Yes. Um, that's both the expertise of both of us on the um, algorithmic and analytical side. Uh, and it doesn't matter the genre. We don't work in nonfiction yet. I'm not sure that we will or we won't. I can yeah. see us, uh, as we go forward, likely developing more expertise within genre. A romance is so huge in self-publishing. We might gear a next step towards romance or, or crime. I, I, I don't know, um, rather than nonfiction. Nonfiction is a, a difficult nut to crack algorithmically, and it's more trend-based and has less to go at. We don't have the same characters, setting, uh, plot line, all that kind of stuff. Unless it's memoir, we can probably work with memoir writers within what we have. But there's there's such a diverse uh, writing field under the banner of nonfiction that we can't take all of that on yet. So yes, it's nonfiction, and um, the reason we want to stay personally involved, I think, is. Um, while other people have come forward and said, hey, train us and we'll do everything that you want us to do in terms of reaching out to authors, we both used to teach fiction um, at Stanford and Matt still does rarely now as a dean, but we miss that. We miss that interaction with people who are thinking deeply about fiction, both as writers and as readers. And I, I don't know a fiction writer myself who isn't a reader and a writer of fiction. So I'm hoping that we get to have those opportunities relationships even if it's an hour over skype and talk about someone's baby and their book and hey if we get some bestsellers then hey we'll talk again i, I yeah hope we will. yeah yeah i'm sure that uh that'll be um rewarding regardless probably to have that information so have you used it on your own fiction i have used <laughs> it um on the um the memoir that i'm working on as i that i mentioned with the dancer which is almost complete now and I was pleased to say that on the draft we were working on, the first run through the algorithm gave it a, um, a score of in-pile rather than out-pile. Um, we loosely call, you know, you're on the in for, for their selling and sales or on the out-pile um, at first, and it was on the in-pile with its first draft. So I'm pleased with that. Um, my own fiction that I'm working on alone, I'm working on a romance series at the moment which has 12 novels in it. And um, I have not yet exposed it to the algorithm <laughs> because I'm, I haven't got a complete full draft. I'm working on them all at the same time. And wow. there'll be 12. And 
my, I, of oh course, my. I of course will be subjecting it to the to the algorithm and <laughs> um, we'll let you know, but I haven't got that far yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's really exciting. And um, I'm sure that uh, it will be an in-demand service. So of course we will include those links and information. I will link to your original uh, fantastic interview on the Writer Files, uh, how author Jody Archer uh, writes, of course. And uh, is there anything else we want to link to um, in this episode to leave um, readers with? I I would say uh, archerdockers.com is interesting. Jodyarcher.com is about to go up. Um, I don't know when you will publish this, but jodyarcher.com um, will go back online within the next couple of weeks. That's my own website. And um, the other project I wanted to tell you about is that I've been asked to be the face of um, this thing called, that's in production or conception called the Ultimate Writer's Desk. Uh, and people might want to follow the creation of that because I intend to make it very public and to blog about it and ask people to help me fuel the designer with the needs of the writer to create the ultimate writing, ultimate writing desk, which is going to be launched at London Design Week next fall in okay. September. Wow, wow. That is even more exciting. So, wow, you are just really living the writer's life, Jody. <laughs> I, I, th I think so. I think that... Um, it's taken a long time to get there, and I, I don't sit down and think, "Hey, when I was, I, what was it? What was it to be a writer?" And now I am learning more by living it. And there are days that go by, and people say, "You're a full-time writer. How many words have you written this week?" And I say zero, but I have been doing uh, interviews. Or, I mean, I am a writer that thinks with hiking and walking, and and when I'm doing that, I, I'm working in my mind. Or I'm meeting people who say, let me write something about your interview or let me create the ultimate writing desk and be involved. And it's all part of, I really believe the life of someone who really cares about the written word. And I, and I really, really hope that we don't live in a world where a comment like that has become cliched or too um, saccharine. But uh, I, I really do care about the written word and keeping it alive from as many angles as I can. And part of the feeling of that is it just keeps coming and so I keep saying yes and I'm trying to cut away eight or nine hours a day again in the fall and winter to actually put words on paper and they'll be coming and that's where um, they will first appear on jodyarcher.com but all of it's to do with the writing world uh, as you know. Uh, um, again thank you and and I think I, I would end the uh, recording here i'm going to record just out of sheer curiosity but but um you, and you won't believe this but i actually do have an a, a manuscript a fiction manuscript oh you did um, written by you written by myself yeah and i haven't told anybody okay. this which, which genre which genre is in don't you dare cut this by the way from your interview don't you dare i want to know and all you readers uh, so your listeners to know <laughs> what you write i just finished a novel that i've been working on for quite a while far too long um, of course, you know, life gets in the way and you have kids and, but yeah, I just put the finishing touches on it. I'm, I'm seeking uh, representation. It is, um, a, a late stage coming of age, uh, literary novel and, uh, yeah. Literary get... like James Joyce or literally how uh, on the scale of literary, how, <laughs> how many degrees do I need to understand it? Um, I think it has commercial potential. Um, it okay, is, a, it is 110,000 words. Um, the, wow. ti the title of That's it. Good. 
is how to wait tables at the apocalypse um you know it's got some some uh brushes of um you know uh sweet bitter and and dave eggers and some others but it's it's any uh, cormac mccarthy in there (laughs) the the road yeah i'm excited for you that's great well send us it for goodness sake send us it i would love to um i can't even believe i that i mentioned it because i'm kind of i'm kind of shy about it. it's like talking about it on this show um you know i don't think anybody knows i'm a novelist because i'm probably best known for kind of the, the work that I do in, mar- in the marketing sphere. Okay, so uh, let's switch roles and I'll be the interviewer now and you be the writer. <laughs> and I'm like, Kelton, what's your book about? Come on. Um, I, I think it's, it's great. Please send us it. I, I, I would. And if we like, if the algorithm says yay, then we'll talk all about it all over your show. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited amazing. to read it. It'd be amazing. Um, I will tell you what it's about. Um, okay. Uh, it, it's not... A post-apocalyptic uh, Chronicle McCarthy. Um, it chronicles the year in the life of uh, Conlon, the main character, is the worst waiter in Los Angeles. Yeah, I love the Los Angeles and, and books that are set there. It, there's something, as I listen to people's work, and uh, there's something about Los Angeles that I, I think predict is coming is going to come into the um, acquisitions table in the next few years, that New York is... is a favorite of writers and it has been over the last years. And I think that LA is going to um, come back into its own as a, uh, as a place for novelists to consider and the kind of consciousness and characters that come out of LA. Uh, It's one of my predictions. And so I'm glad that you uh, are writing there. And I hope that you keep me in the loop of, with what happens. Send me a, send me a copy. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. I will send that over. <laughs> I do do. I still do a lot of re- do reviewing and I'm going to uh, publish reviewing more and more on the new site when it goes back up. So either way, as, as whether you send it as a manuscript for Archie Jockers or you send it uh, the, the full text words for me to read and review, I'd love to. I'd love to read it. Oh, well, that would be a, a huge honor. Absolutely. It's funny um, because I know uh, Stephanie Damler, who was also a guest on the show um, and her great book, uh, sweet bitter is set all set in new york and it's kind of this glamorous you know well or in glamorous um fine dining um which i have done but this is the opposite of her book it's uh um again it's la the la world and and uh but i'd, I'd love for you to read it it would be a great honor i'd love to did you live in la or how did you how did i did you know yeah background? i lived there for five years um it's actually where i met met my wife and met her in a restaurant and it's semi-autobiographical, so um, but yeah, I spent many years um, working in and around Hollywood and, and Beverly Hills and, and have all kinds of salacious uh, stories. I actually kept, um, you know, little uh, almost like field notes, uh, notebooks in my back pocket for um, probably a decade. You kept, you kept like a whole uh, issue of Us Weekly in your back pocket. I right? did. Yeah, <laughs> I've got boxes full of these things. <laughs> that's uh, that. That's so. That's where that's <laughs> where money is. So publish that under your pen name and write the rest <laughs> as uh, what you've got to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be fictionalized. Um, <laughs> but there is some name dropping. Anyway, I'd be be truly honored, um, and I'll probably cut all my blathering out here, but. Don't. I, I, <laughs> hope, I hope that you keep it in. I think it's where your re, your listeners, sorry, should know that you're you are invested in the game of writing too. It's. I think it's 
puts more on the table when people are actually are invested themselves, you know? Well, the cat's out of the bag now. Thanks, Jody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do. I, I'm not, I think I'm that kind of woman in people's eyes. I'm just, are you writing a book? I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Good. <laughs> the, the, the hard part, I think, it would be finding out that the bestseller uh, ometer uh, spit it out and said, uh, this is a, uh, you know, just trash, but I'll publish it anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, I, d- I doubt it would do that. Although it's, I think it's it's worth saying you, you're writing literary fiction. People who come to us say, uh, you know, I've written literary fiction. Is it worth me talking to you guys? And the answer is yes. You know, while the book was... Um, particularly focused on the top 10 of the of the New York Times bestseller list and that gave it a story and an angle um the algorithm can say okay so you might not be John Grisham or um Stieg Larsson or Daniel Steele in your approach you might be a literary writer but it's still good literary writing and we we've got that um covered too so yeah let's have a look I can't wait to find out. Um, I'm sure listeners will uh, be holding their breath, as will I. Um, I hope they are. I hope, they are. I hope that, that's like, a nervous laugh, um, by the way. They want, to, they want to read what you have to say about LA. <laughs> and you can always get in touch with Jody on uh, Twitter, and you can hit me up on Twitter. And uh, you can also leave us comments um, on this interview if you go to writerfiles.fm. Uh, and I will, of course, uh, watch there uh for any other questions about uh things to come for jody so thank you uh so much for doing this one. Oh, you're more than welcome it's always great to talk to you i, I really love that you care about writers and and writing as a, you know you pick out some people ask about specific books but you always interested in the writing process and what it is to be a writer and um i care about there being more of them so together we'll uh keep singing the 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 hymn right <laughs> <laughs> the hymn of the republic uh, right. or such um, I, I guess the writers republic yeah. I'm, I'm back in U S well now so it means something different but I'm adjusting thanks so much for joining us for this special edition of the writer files you can always drop by writerfiles.fm with any comments or questions on the shows or hit me up on Twitter at Kelton Reed. If you're interested in learning more about CopyBlogger Certified Content Marketing Training Course, just head over to copyblogger.com slash get certification. That's copyblogger.com slash get certification. Uh, you can just drop your email address there and uh, they will get in touch with you. Cheers. Talk to you next week. <laughs>